0: This is an 8-iron and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. takes a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite and it's in. Kind of like that!
1: Well, I would like to welcome to the Sub-70 podcast uh, a two-time PGA Tour winner, played over 600 events on the PGA Tour. That's one hell of a long career out there. A friend of Sub-70 golf, Tommy Armour III. TA, thanks for doing this today. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure, Jason.
1: Well, let's talk CJ Cup at the Summit. Um, You know, it's a club almost kind of you like golf pro emeritus out there where, where you work with discovery land properties. And, um, you know, so I know you had some duties out there that week and stuff. So how, how did the club and the PGA tour come about having this event and, and what was sort of your role out there this week, or I should say last week?
0: Well, you know, the uh, Jason, or excuse me, Colin kawa's agent kind of, Came to us and said, "You know, would this? Would you guys consider this?" And we said, uh, "Yeah." And it was about, uh, you know, eight weeks before the uh, tournament, and you know, and Mike Abbott's the uh, president out there, and, and he, um, he said, "Yeah, we can do this." And I went to Mike Melman, and Mike Melman at first said, "I don't think so," and then he thought about it for a second. He said, "Yeah, let's do it." And uh, it came about, and um, you know, it was seventy-eight players, so it wasn't like you had a full field event, which made it a little easier to uh, navigate. And um, you know, plus you had the best players in the world, which made it more appealing. And CJ is a really, really a really a nice company from uh, you know Korea, and uh, you know, so I mean, a lot of things uh, lined up well, and. Uh, we really had a great event, um, my duties out there was uh you know I kind of hung out with Mike Melman and showed him around the golf course and uh, you know and just went around asking the players how they're doing, you know what's how you like it you know just kind of being on the property and just kind of uh hanging out with them and just it it was really a nice week
1: when it's that short of a period of time to get ready for a tour event did did the club have to change the course up a little bit to get it faster and firmer. Is there anything that that you suggested or working with the PGA Tour that they sort of wanted that might not be there on a normal basis for the for the members? Is there any any changes from that standpoint? No,
0: they, they no they kind of they kind of kept it. Uh, it didn't get too out of control. I mean, they kept it pretty. Uh, you know, we wanted to get it a little faster, a little quicker, but they. Uh, they kept it right around 12, and, uh, you know, it's, and then it was a good week. I mean, I figured it would, the winning score would be, i said, about 23 to 26 under, and it was 25. So, but I mean, when you get the best players in the world out there, and, uh, you know, the thing about the best players in the world, if the ball doesn't roll far from where it lands, they're going to shoot pretty low. You know, once the ball starts rolling from where it lands, then they, you know, the scores aren't quite as low. And, uh, you know, the course was just coming out of an overseas, and uh, it wasn't rolling too far from where it landed. So
1: They're going to go low. Yeah, Keith Keith Mitchell, that, I mean, the first two days, I, that surprised me he went that low out of the gate. Not that he's not capable, but, you know, I thought, Jesus, gonna shoot 30 under. And then golf course looks like green speed got up a little bit, you know, over the weekend, Definitely played a little bit tougher. I mean, there were some low rounds out there, but they didn't go quite as low on a consistent basis. So I thought the the course looked great on television. Um, I thought it presented itself really, really well out there.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's a beautiful course and beautiful property. Just and the TV just showed really what it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like I said, there were some low rounds, but if you got off a little bit too, there were some guys you know, shooting even par, you know, one under, <clears throat> one over. So it wasn't, by the weekend or Sunday, it certainly wasn't a pushover, that's for sure. Um,
0: no, no, it's just, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's a, you know, it's a 7,500-yard golf course that's, you know, a little altitude there. I mean, you're you're, you're right at about 3,000 feet. So, you know, I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's uh, up there in the ball will
1: cruise. I'm going to talk to you about uh, Ricky Fowler a little bit. I know... You played some golf. You're friends with him. Uh, nice to see his resurgence. Anything, you know, from that you could share talking to him or things that you watched this week that kind of uh, gave you a glimpse of why he might be playing a little bit better? Because it, it just looked like, you know, looked great to me. His golf swing looked aggressive. It uh, looks like he's not trying to work on getting it as upright as he normally kind of has been. That was my interpretation of it. But it looked like he was kind of swinging it like Ricky Fowler should swing it. So, Good to see him playing again, you know, at a high level.
0: Yeah, I mean, his swing, his swing looked pretty good to me. I, I watched him hit balls you know early in the week and kind of monitored him a little bit, just as far as just watching him on the range every day. And you know, he just he seemed like he was pretty good. I saw him on uh, Tuesday night for a minute at uh, Melman's house, and you know, he seemed pretty good. And I walked we, uh Melman, and I walked with him Sunday. The last uh, well, we started out. We walked a few hole, walked first six, then took a break, and then caught him on ten and walked the back nine with him. And you know, he he just he he looked like he was confident. He had a lot of good shots. He you know he kept the ball in play, and then, you know on on the most part, he had a, he had a pretty good week. I mean, it, I I mean, and he couldn't be a nicer guy. So I, I was happy for him.
1: Yeah, it looked like, I noticed, too, it looked like he had some real pop in the bat, again, driving distance-wise. He was he was killing it. You know, he was keeping it up there a lot of times pretty close with Rory, with the driver at least, you know, way past Abraham Anser. So, to me, his golf swing looked good. Uh, it looked I, aggressive. I, I,
0: don't, don't get confused. He wasn't. I mean, there's, there's a little gap between Rory and Ricky. <laughs> there's a few holes. There's a few holes that uh, he popped it out there pretty well. Rory did. I mean. Uh, on the third hole of the day, Rory hit his tee shot, a of five, and he was, he was about 50 yards in front of uh, Ricky and about 70 in front of Anser.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he's got, you know, the ones I saw, maybe he was kind of throwing back a little bit and Ricky was hitting it. Obviously, he's got that next gear. But Fowler looked like he had, like you said, looked like he was, it looks. It looked good. It just looked like the swing. Was yeah. No. No. It,
0: good. it looked good in seventeen. He drove it in the, in the fairway bunker and hit a you know a really nice iron out there about ten feet. and Missed it, but still he you know he had, he had a good week. He unfortunately three play the last hole. The first tied for third instead of third solo. But hey,
1: you know, step in the right direction. Give
0: to uh, yeah, I think if you'd have told Ricky, you know, we'll give you a third place this week at the start of the week, I think he would have said, yeah, I'll take that.
1: Yeah, I agree, especially after the last year and a half he's had. Um, let's talk Rory. I mean, when he is on, it's it's just it's just effortless, right? That sequence of that swing. And then if he gets the putter or the wedges going, you know, just a little bit, the ball striking is so good. Um, you know, 20 wins on the PGA Tour, that's I mean, obviously he's a Hall of Famer, but I mean, you've seen them all, right? I mean, you've seen from Nicholas to the the newest generation. You've been out there that long. I mean, your assessment of of what you saw out of Rory, you know, that week, and obviously it's 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 great. But I mean, what's the little things that you see with him that you just love about his golf game?
0: I mean, McIlroy. The the further you get away from the Hall, the better McElroy is. I mean, just statistically speaking over his career, I mean, that's kind of. And I mean, he drives it so well. He's one of the best drivers of a golf ball. He just hits it, hits it long and straight. You know, he's, he's one of those guys that just one of those gifted guys that hits it long and straight. And uh, you know, and he just he's just a he's a good player. He just gets it done. Twenty wins, says so, you know. I mean, that's twenty wins. I mean, he's a, you know he's not done yet. So mm-hmm. we'll see what. Um, and it's been about what eight years since. Since, since he's won a major, but,
1: you know, majors aren't that easy to win. Yeah. It's, it's hard to just get a win, period, right? I mean, just how hard it is to win on the PGA Tour, let alone a major. Right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it, exactly. I mean, it's you
1: know, winning on the PGA Tour is not the easiest, you know, thing in the bag. I wonder, too, how you know, I think he was pretty motivated after the Ryder Cup, you know, of, the, of that kind of a blowout, and none of those guys seem to have a great week. Um, I wonder how much of that kind of played into it too, with a little kick in, in the ass of, of, uh, you know, this is not going to, this, I'm not ending my year on that. You know, I wonder yeah, if some way know, it's a motivator. I mean, I, I would,
0: I would assume so. I mean, I, you'd have to, I mean, you'd like to think so. I mean, and I would assume so. And, you know, I saw him a few times, talked to him a few times down the week. I had Keith Sabarbaro staying here. He's at my house for the week. He's, uh, Runs Taylor made worldwide and all that for um, the guys. And, um, you know, he he always talked highly of Rory. And, and uh, I actually played with Rory, his first PGA Tour event that he played in the United States. We were paired together at the Hilton Head. Really? And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, you could tell he was going to be a pretty good player, too. Yeah, I mean it's
1: he's got you know he just oozes with talent. Um, also, was going to mm-hmm. ask, yeah, just <clears throat> he's generational good. I was going to ask you too. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys, you know, talk about going to see you know Butch when they're out there, and you know they talk about the frat house they had going over there, and when they're in town to go see him. I, I assume just over the years you've gotten to know Butch fairly well. Uh, what, what do you yeah. what do you think? he it's he, he seems to have such a great relationship with all of these players and all of those players seem to swing a little bit different he he doesn't kind of have a system it's just he seems to get the most out of guys and what do you think that thing is that Butch has or that gift to kind of be able to take all these different swings and personalities and seem to get performance or the best out of those players
0: i you know i think he just gives them uh instills confidence in them I, I mean, I don't think it's any more or less than that. He just gives them a little confidence, and they, uh and then slaps them on the ass and give them maybe one, one nice thought to think about during their swing, and they just go out and play good.
1: So it's just more. It's it's just kind of old school coaching. We're not going to t- tweak yeah. a lot. It's just a little bit here, a little bit there. And then
0: he's half yeah, a psychologist. Yeah, your, your, you, you your, your golf swing got you to this point, so let's, you know, just, you know, make it better. You know, it's when I say make it better, think better with it. Yeah, he uh, he seems,
1: you know, I saw the comment he put out about, which I thought was interesting, and I think you're probably onto it, where he said uh, Ricky Fowler came and see, uh, saw him, and he they worked on nothing. He was swinging that well at it, and put that out in the media, and I was thinking... I wonder if that's just sort of reinforcing to Ricky that you've, you know, I believe you're swinging great. You don't need to do anything. I mean, we put that out in the public to say how well you're playing or how good it looks right now. Just as a confidence booster to Ricky for what he's been through the last year and a half, right? To have Butch go out there and say that. You know, that
0: would, that would make yeah, me feel I mean, pretty that, good. Yeah, but that's what he does. But That's what he does. I mean, that's the kind of, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. basically. I didn't even see that or anything, but yeah.
1: And that's where the week started. He, just, he says he's playing great.
0: He, yeah, yeah.
1: It's uh, he's, he's got he's done something that's right. What he does. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, you know he, he has. He's uh, uh, he, he has done something right. I mean he's you know he's worked with the best and uh, he's made them play their best.
1: Well, let's uh, let's talk about what you're doing in the off season here. The Champions Tour season is going to be kind of winding down. Anything you're going to be working on off season? Little of this, little of that. Tweak this, tweak that. Try to get ready for next year. Uh, anything coming up from that standpoint? As far as my golf,
0: swing? yeah, golf game. Anything you're no. working on? No, just you know, just playing golf and doing it. But it's going to change my workouts a teeny bit. But um, but just get it, try and get a little stronger uh, for um, the season coming up. That's about it. But I mean, getting a little bit stronger is just for, you know, basically just for me, for living and, you know, living better. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have to do with my golf. Just that's it.
1: I think also too, you've had uh, an interesting career in the sense of, of, of golf equipment, which I'm, I love golf equipment, but, you know, starting off your professional career, you know, you're playing a ball that spun like crazy. I'm assuming you had a little wooden driver, probably, or a very early metal driver. And by the time you were still on the PGA Tour at 50, you had basically today's modern equipment where it was, you know, ball didn't spin as much. Driver had essentially the modern stuff that it had even, you know, 10 years ago, was still there 10 years ago today, more of that modern game. Did you have to change or adapt anything in your game as as those that equipment changed so much from the eighties to the nineties to the two thousands to you know the two thousand tens we were still on PJ Tour like most guys who started off in nineteen fifty one to nineteen seventy five. It didn't change as much as what you had to deal with. I always think it's a fascinating thing from guys of your generation of uh, there was a lot and then you made it successfully work from all those generations staying exempt on the PJ tour as long as you did how did you cover, how did you navigate that, or did you not have to navigate it? Could you just adapt pretty quick?
0: I I don't really I don't really think I had to navigate. I just you know worked with the equipment and just used the best equipment of that year. You know, I wouldn't say that really I had to really adapt that much. Golf ball change no. You know not I mean when really? when the, the Pro V was introduced, I mean that changed kind of golf. You know yeah. Yeah, we we went to using you know
1: went to using a range ball that had enough spin to make it work right. Yeah, you know, two you know solid pieces. Yeah, of I, work. Mean,
0: that's, I mean I mean Yeah, I mean that's basically what pro Vs are. They're they're old range balls. You know, they're just they're solid balls, and you you know rip them, and they you know last forever.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it's it's. There was a lot of like I said, the game kind of changed, and like I said, that that period of time where you played on the PGA tour. It's it's a. Uh, the, the, the equipment never moved faster in that 20-year period, right, between the ball and the equipment of, uh, especially like fairway woods and drivers of how much more pop, because I'm guessing you're longer now than you were, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s on the PGA Tour even, you know, I'm guessing the golf ball goes farther. Not
0: really. I mean, I I, I don't think I'm, you know, longer now than then. I mean, you know, I'm 62 years old. I mean, I still hit it. so pretty good distance but I mean I, I was longer you know in the 80s than I was now
1: even with the old equipment but really yeah yeah I mean
0: I, yeah, I think
1: so yeah well yeah I always you always hear the thing you know the guys are you know how much the equipment's changed I'm longer now than I was 20 years ago you know sort of scenario but you know in the same token yeah in the early 80s you probably we're moved,
0: not moved to we're equipment. not we're not longer because <laughs> I mean Every driver you get, yeah, I'm 10 yards. I ended 10 yards longer. Well, if you did that, you'd be in 500 yards, you
1: know. Right, 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 right. I just always thought that from the old ballada ball and a persimmon driver, even on, you know, back in the day, to to average 280 on tour in 1989 was about it, right? But I'm guessing you guys were hitting it still 300 yards back then if you popped one pretty good.
0: Of course. Yeah, even with the old equipment. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, uh, I don't know if you watched any old films of Jack Nicklaus hitting the ball. I mean, he moved it. I mean, his rookie year on tour, he won the long drive contest at the PGA at, at uh, Dallas Dallas Country Club, and um, you know, he, he, I think he hit it at like three twenty-two or something. Yeah, you know, so, I mean. I mean, it's. I mean, you know, there's guys that hit it long then, and there's guys that hit it long now. There's, you know, there's just more guys that hit it that hit it long now. I mean, if you go on the range, like I, I was last week, I mean, there's some big dudes out there ripping the ball.
1: Oh, a thousand percent. And, I th- but don't you think the equipment allows yeah. for that harder swing, meaning that there is more margin of error than there used to be from that old equipment of hitting it in the center? I mean.
0: And guys were hitting, I mean, they were hitting wood drivers hard. I mean, back in the day when, I mean, I won the Phoenix Open with a wood driver in 1990. I mean, and I was ripping at that. <laughs> you know, I, I, we were using the best equipment in 1990, and in and 2021, they're using the best equipment you can get. So, I mean, it's not, I don't really think it's that, like, big of an adjustment. It's just you adjust your game to, the equipment that you're using I don't really think it's a I mean you know I think the ball curves a little bit less but it still curves I mean you can still curve the ball and uh, you know and the, the heads are obviously way bigger than that than they used to be so that makes give you a little you know like tennis rackets, tennis yeah. rackets are, are bigger now than what McEnroe used in the 80s Correct. so I mean you know so it's, you know, it's just, you know, mitts are bigger in the baseball, you know, but to catch it easier, it, you know, it's just evolution of sports.
1: TA, when you turned professional, uh, what prompted you to go over to Europe and play?
0: I turned pro in 1981. I went to a tour school and made it and played on the PGA Tour my first year in 1982. And I didn't keep my card. And then I went to a tour school and I, uh, I missed by, uh, two shots on the last, on the, la- uh, um, in the finals. So then I'm, that was my options. That was, uh, cause there wasn't really any, uh, like you know, corn tour to or anything like that to really go to. So Europe was Asia and Europe was where, you know, my the best alternative. I went to Asia and, and, uh. Played our, our right there, and then I went to Europe, qualified for the British Open, made it, then made it cut. And that made played to the next tournament, got into the next one, played three tournaments in a row over there, and made enough money to be exempt for the uh, European Tour. So I played that. That next year, that that, that tour school. That next year, I uh, I missed by a couple of shots. And at the finals, and so then I went back to Europe, played Asia and Europe, and then, uh, and then I, uh, the following year I made the tour and, you know, basically played the tour, the PGA tour, the rest of my life, the rest of the rest of my career. Yeah, do you think having that
1: experience in Europe, though, turned out to be a, a, a good. A good thing in the end, sort of like the Brooks Koepka idea. We want him; you know, he did it by design, but having that experience in Europe, kind of cutting your teeth in that little play. bit.
0: You know, he just, he, yeah. I mean, he... Koepka.
1: What well, wasn't that kind of his? But that was his easiest path, I think, right? At that point in time to say, okay, I can play over there and I can get in the world rankings, get yeah. high enough to go back to the PGA Tour. He sort of,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, I think it was somewhat calculated, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Of like, we're going to take that pathway to yeah. get me there. Do you like the idea of the young
0: players going over there if they have the opportunity you know, to do it? I I that? I think that all depends on the individual. Like, do you think Some guys can do that and some guys can't. Yeah. I mean, some guys are comfortable doing it, some aren't. Just on, because, I mean, it's a lot. You just go over there. You basically pack up for four months and go over there, you know. So, I mean, not a lot, a lot of guys are built for that. I and mean, some guys are built for that. But, you know, it depends on your family situation and your uh, life situation. So, you know, is it the best way? It's certainly a good way. I don't know if it's a, I mean,
1: the Corn Ferry is obviously a good way to get on the tour, too. It, it's... I always still think it would be interesting for Q School if they gave a few... Yeah. Sp- because now there's you know, Q School just gets you to Corn Ferry. I, I always thought it would be cool if they still had a few spots where if you win it or something, or top three, still get PGA Tour. Like, it'd be... You know, I still love the old days where the guy, Rich Beams or whatever the world, would come out of nowhere and get a card. And yes, I understand why they changed it, because those guys, for the most part, never could keep their card, and they wanted to experience a the Corn they, Fairy before you get out to the I big don't think show. I why they did I always like the, the, the Cinderella
0: story. Show, why they, uh, I, I think they did it to legitimize the Corn Fairy tour, to make it a real tour. Because, I mean, without... Without that, I mean, it was, I think it was kind of, uh, it, it doesn't, it doesn't make the corn fairy mean as much, if that makes sense to you.
1: Yeah. So you think it was more or less of trying to, to, to get really good players to play a full season on that tour to just the, more or less the legitimize it versus the, oh, like I said, most yeah, getting a heat yeah, getting a heater for three you right. know, tournaments, and you're on the PGA tour. And uh, you know, it's sometimes it's tough for guys going from stage one to getting their card and keeping it. But you guys right. more and or the, less from just making know, that a, a
0: little tumor. bit more ready for when they do get on the tour. And um, yeah, you earn it over a year as opposed to you know a week. Well, well, well not necessarily a week three qualifying right. weeks like you said, but. you know. Yes. It's uh it's uh, it's it's um uh, you know, it's not that easy but you know it's it's a challenge. You know, I had to do it a few times and uh it's, uh, it's a different mindset.
1: Oh it's yeah, There's I mean b- you know, I know some guys that are out there and There's you some know guys finishing fifty first on the money
0: list. they're really good at qualifying and they just don't keep their card really.
1: Yeah, but it's a it's a grind, right? I mean, like I said, if you're fiftieth on the money list out there, by the time you pay expenses, it's can't not be, oh, supposed to be a lifestyle. Like it is, you know, a, 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 it can a be a
0: portal to the PGA Tour. But they they really don't, yeah.
1: Like a make a break, right? They don't exactly. want you out there for eight years doing it in theory. Yeah, I guess. Uh, that makes sense as well, right? Where it's designed right. for either the talent gets through or the talent doesn't. I guess it's going to it's gonna shift you out one way or the other. I mean, I know some guys have played it for,
0: you know, there and are they guys go, who they have go, played they, it for they, years. They, they go um, and they finish in I mean, the doable, they do- and then they get out on a PGA Tour and then they don't quite make it on a PGA Tour and then they go back to the Corn Tour for a year. And it's a, you know, it's an every other year kind of thing. But they're good players, but they just, for some reason, they just, you know, when they get on the regular tour, they just, just don't quite play good enough. You
1: know, it's not easy. You think that's,
0: yeah. What do you think that
1: is? Because they obviously can play. You think it's just? Is it? Is it? It's just a tad, right? The it's thin it's line. The, the line between, you know, it's a thin line, right? Of of keeping, you know, even being keeping your card yeah. and not keeping your card yeah. a little injury it here is. like it's such a fine line and then you know how half sure. of it's probably mental too right you get out there and maybe your mindset changes a little bit and you're just a little a bit little timid. Bit of, you know what i mean like it's because I, 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 I always say if you watch the guys hit the yes uh-huh, of, of being able to do it yeah. and yeah, versus just a little bit of that you know not being able to do man. it but Interesting uh, perspective on it. Well, I was going to ask you, too, like, of all those young players, too, is there any other guys that, as a golf fan, that you really enjoy watching play? And Because I know you yeah. love golf, and you actually yeah. watch golf and do all that stuff, <clears throat> even like we do. So is there any other young players that, up-and-comers right now, or even guys, you know, who have sort of, quote-unquote, made it, that you really enjoy watching? I don't and, know about and got to scenario, know, but...
0: Bit? Um, I think the Sam burns looks like he's gonna be a pretty good player really good player um wolf looks like he's gonna be a really good player um and the cow is obviously a good player, not gonna be uh and you know, I mean, wolf i mean all all the guys i said are already good players, but they look like they're gonna they're gonna be uh you know have some shelf time. Morikawa,
1: that mm-hmm. I love that golf swing. It's just, it doesn't look like there's much to ever go wrong. Just rotates, kind of hits the little baby fade. It's just, you know, in my head, that's what my golf swing should look like. Of just beautiful body rotation. It's just, club falls in the slot. Pressure's not going to get to it. It's just, all right. you know, What a beautiful way to be able to play golf. And, and it seems like the moment doesn't matter no, like that kid he's at pretty, all. Like,
0: he's pretty, he's uh, fine with it. I think he's that pretty golf swing, stable. You know on and off the court. He does. He, yeah. Does he play yeah, out at some club for a bit? He kind of spends a couple hours town. practices and stuff and works out there. And he stays pretty steady. <clears throat> he's a pro. He's a nice young yeah. man, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he'd be a good guy.
0: Yeah. You sort of get that sense he's from solid. the way he's interviewed and stuff. Yeah, he's a quality, quality nice, person. He's always nice to all the members out there, and he's got a little time for you know most anybody if he sees you. See Jim, uh, you know, he's just a, he's one of those good humans. <clears throat> We're not going to talk about our well, club. I
1: appreciate all. the insights. It's always...
0: I think we should. Well, I don't normally, I mean, we can I don't normally,
1: like, like when I do the pod, I know, why, I mean, when, you know, I don't we're like to brag doing, up our own stuff. You know, I'm here. usually here to, to make the... <laughs> well, always. my goal is to make the people that come on look good and have a fun conversation. But, yeah, I mean, we can, It's it's been, I mean, for me personally, it's been such a cool, like, I'm humbled we've gotten to work on this together and get to do this and see this thing come about and... And get the feedback we've gotten on it, but you know, I normally like it's not in my personality where I'm like, oh, we're out of us. Like, yeah, we're, we're it is so. Cool. Really I mean, cool. I think I'm proud think of it.
0: I'm proud of what we've product, done with it. Quite frankly, everybody, everybody that hits them loves them, and um, you know, they're they're for real.
1: Yeah, and it's it's you know, obviously you're playing them, but to see like you know, West Short on the Champions Tour playing it, and Zach's. Fisher's got him in, uh, he's in stage two in uh, Q school, and he's playing and Lee Fisher McCoy reached out first, to us to build a set, and, with him? you know, we're start, yeah. Okay, second. Okay. Second, he got second. Um, yeah, he was in the lead, right, just right, sort of right. shot 68 and cruised it in to, to get to the next portion of it. Um, but, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, no, it's it's been, I mean, first off, you know, to... to to, to, to get it off the ground and then to see the feedback loop. And the, the, the most satisfying thing for me is to get that feedback loop where somebody says, These are like when I got the call this week from Lee McCoy that we built for him, and he was like, They're instantly going in the bag. You know, tell Tommy, great job on the irons. I love them. You know, and, and, and he's a good young player yeah. kind of on the comeback after the, the wrist injury. And that's the coolest thing for me of, of hearing it from a player of that level. Uh, that they really enjoy the clubs and they really work well. And, you know, to build, build, have clubs for the best players exactly. you know, in the world tell you that you're doing a good job and they're putting them in the bag, that's, it's fun. That's fun. That's fun. Like, I'm living my dream from that standpoint. And, yeah, we got, uh, and then I'm looking forward to working on the wedge with you and stuff. So we've got, we've got a nice little thing going. But, like, I normally, um, I normally don't don't talk well, about me. And you, you, I don't know. By it and <laughs> I just kind of, you know, just keep my head down and do my thing. Yeah. 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 I know the stuff that we've done and it's, it's like I said, for me too, you know, you're one of my heroes growing up and then to have the opportunity to work with you and, and do this stuff together is it's, it's, yeah, it's been fun. become friends and to do this has been really, really special and wow. cool. And I, and I appreciate everything I really do. So yeah, it's more to come, but, uh, I would say, like for the guys on tour, the iron we worked on together and it has been the one that we're getting the the, the most guys yeah. put that one in the bag, that's right. and that's the one that stays there.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: well, you're doing a whole process of, easy of as getting well, what that okay.
0: player wants. Yeah. It's uh, it's been fun, and um, I'm looking forward to more of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna you we know, little, we're gonna keep bouncing ideas off little, and this is just the start of it of,
0: of what we coming can come in a minute. Hey, okay.
1: Yeah. That's gonna be like uh our uh what our our That's like no, you know, our exclude like the, the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Like the quality of the stuff I'm looking forward to of having something out there that we can provide a really fair price and the level of quality will be, you know, the absolute best of the best. And that's, that's the part that's fun too. It's always exactly. it's fun to build Ferraris and Aston Martins, right? When you're, when you're doing stuff that there's, it's at the high end of it. It's always, it's always fun. When there's sure. no rules and you just make
0: it as and good. That's as you can it. And that's so what we're doing. And I think I we can pretty much end the podcast on that.
1: Perfect. I appreciate your time. I'll uh, be reaching out for other insights, but uh, thanks for doing this. Stay well, and uh, you got it. Thanks. You know, we'll thanks. see you in December when we're out in Vegas.